Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a five-star review. We would certainly appreciate it. Cheerson Soussel here with Johnny Venerable. And Johnny, today we are discussing a topic that has recently become a minor obsession for me. Uh, I was listening to an ESPN Daily podcast a few days ago. It was about an old NFL team called the Pottsville Maroons and a curse that they supposedly have on the Cardinals. I had not heard it before, but since then, can't stop researching it, can't get enough of the story, and will tell basically anybody who will listen to me about it. So today's podcast dedicated to enlightening everyone on the story and potential curse of a stolen championship. Are you ready for it, Johnny? I am ready for it. Let's hear it. <laughs> All right. I have already given you the Cliff Notes version of this yes. story. Um, and uh, so there was a team back in 1925 called the Pottsville Maroons in a small mining town, coal town in Pennsylvania. That's uh, about an hour away, an hour or two away from Philadelphia, about four hours away from Pittsburgh. And they had their inaugural season in the league in 1925 and dominated. They beat the Chicago Cardinals to win the 1925 championship, but there was a little bit of a controversy because they ended up playing a big game uh, against the Notre Dame Four Horsemen in. Philadelphia territory, even though supposedly the commissioner of the NFL at the time warned them not to do it because right. they would be interfering with the territory of the Philadelphia team. They did it anyway. Philadelphia apparently had a, a game that same day and, and the Maroons were pulling fans from from that game to watch theirs against Notre Dame. And it became something that really ticked off Philadelphia. And even though there wasn't an official rule uh, that, you know, territory rule at the time, the NFL went ahead and sided with Philadelphia and said, 
they violated a rule by playing in your territory. And although they beat the Chicago Cardinals to win the 1925 championship, we are going to take it away from them and award the Cardinals the championship. Well, then owner said, well, we can't accept that. Uh, We didn't win fair and square, square, although they did a little bit of cheating on their own and sort of rigging a game that year where uh, one of the players hired on some high school athletes to make sure that that their opponent lost. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, there was some shady stuff all around going on in that year, but uh, they, they decided uh, we're just not going to accept the title and there's no real champion crown this year. Well, when the Bidwells bought the Cardinals, that all changed. They decided to claim the title and claim of themselves course. as 1925 champions, which really ticked the town of Pottsville off and they have since cursed the Cardinals mm-hmm. and you can kind of point to some areas where, you know, fans at sometimes thinking, you know, we're just not catching a whole lot of breaks here. Is this curse something real? I had not heard about it before, but the story is certainly a fascinating one, whether you believe in curses or not. It's a lot of layers there. The first question I have is why, why are the Maroons playing uh, a college team in Philadelphia and barely winning nine to seven. That was my first question when I when I did a little bit of research out, outside of when we talked about it. Well, um, at the time, the college football was king, and professional football wasn't really wasn't it's like a bunch of pl- plumbers and like gravel layers that that played on you know Sundays. Is that who they were? Professionals, like yeah, they they and- worked real jobs like Monday through Saturday, and then played played football with their buddies on Sunday. Yeah, there were maroons that actually like were working in the coal mines and like that was their day job. But they also, I believe, had collegiate athletes that would play just to get some money. But it was just a hodgepodge of like random guys they were putting together. The league hadn't really um, established themselves as a uh, a legitimate league. A lot of teams joined and folded and they were still trying to catch on. Um to uh to become popular but at the time college college football was king and the score i don't really know what happened in that game but it was a i'll I'll tell you it's a big deal because originally the philadelphia team thought that they basically were the ones that brought notre dame thinking that it's a long story but they they thought that they were going to be the one to play notre dame and it was going to be um uh, whoever was like crowned the team of of the area was going to be able to to play Notre Dame, and it was going to be this big time attraction. So at the time, Notre Dame was like the big attraction, and it was a treat that one of those teams yeah. was going to be able to play. Got that. to play them. Oh right. sure. So and then the Bidwells buy the team, and then they say, even though we lost to this team in the championship game, we're going to claim the title. I think I read because the Cardinals had played. Uh, the Maroons twice during the regular season, they beat them both times. So like two out of three, I think was the Bidwell's rationale. I could be wrong on that. Um, I don't, I don't think that's true. Is that not true? I, I, I read that somewhere where it said the, the Cardinals tried to rationalize it because they had won two out of two out of three during the year, but the, the, eventual championship game was of course won by the maroons 
So I think what I think maybe what you're talking about Why? is okay. So I'm looking at their schedule. They only played the uh, Chicago and the Maroon. Maroons only played each other once that season, but oh, okay. the way that the championship worked was just that you had a better record. Whoever had the best record won. And so they played two additional games, I believe too. And that's where the rigging came from uh, yeah. to ensure that their, their record would be better uh, than the Pottsville Maroons. But um, I, in one of those games, they, um, you know, they hired some high school athletes to, to play and, and so that they were playing against high school kids and obviously won that game. So, yeah. So, yes, that's where that's coming from. They technically won more games. So mm. they, even though they lost, the, 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 the champion was whoever had the best record. So that's where that's coming it's, from. And that's how they justified it. Well, what, like, we have to emphasize, too, is this guy, Chris O'Brien, who owned the Cardinals at the time, refused to accept the championship. He said, no, we have we haven't we haven't earned it. But the Bidwells came in, who, by the way, still own the team. I'm, I'm guessing this was Bill Bidwell's father or grandfather said, no, we're going to take credit for this. And now to this day, the Cardinals are still lacking a Super Bowl victory or Super Bowl championship. So I I don't even know if like Michael would acknowledge this if you if he were to be asked like. I, I don't when you go into the stadium, Cheerson, you've been there many more times than I have. When you go into the team facility in Tempe, maybe this is more appropriate question. Do they have their their quote unquote world championships? Because they won NFL championships before the Super Bowl was constituted. Do they have those like on display, like on a wall or something? So a couple of things there. Um, a they did win a championship in 1947. Yeah. So I believe the Cardinals claim two championships, one in 25, which you could argue is not valid, and then another one in 1947. This is obviously yeah. before the Super Bowl era. So right. to my I, I have never stepped foot into the facility and seen anything regarding 1925. I also didn't probably if I had seen it, I wouldn't have even thought twice about it because it was so long ago and I didn't know the history behind it. Yeah. it. If I walked in now and said, Oh my God, they are like hanging a 1925 banner. I mean, it would definitely speak to me. I think what is the big deal is when the pro football hall of fame opened up yeah. the Chicago or the Cardinals are the ones in the pro football hall of fame as being 1925 champion. Oh yikes! Yeah, that's that's the problem because that's where everything is enshrined forever. Um, and I I know this is not <clears throat> like the best best source, but on Wikipedia, the Cardinals page on Wikipedia, they've got two championships listed. Of course, pre 1970, the AFL NFL merger when they started constituting championships and Super Bowls, 1925 and 1947 are listed now. 1947 makes them the longest championship drought in professional sports. I know a lot of people don't know that when the Chicago Cubs eventually ended, I think there are 108 uh, championship drought, 108 year championship drought. The Cardinals then were bumped up next in line and are still waiting. I don't know how many years it's been since 1947. I'm not great at math. I think that's like roughly like 114 it's, or. Uh, 
Oh, not 147. Um, that's, no, that's, good... that's 70, 77, maybe. Maybe edit that part out where I try to do <laughs> math all, on the yeah, fly Yeah, I'm there. awful at math. But I can tell you that since 1925, that would be 96 years. So 1947... Yeah. That's about 74 years. 74 so, years. So a little bit a little bit longer to catch the Cubs eventual drought of 108 years. We would love to end that this year, but I like I there are so many things with the Bidwells Cheerston that like my father who grew up staunch St. Louis football cardinal fan who of course has followed the team in Arizona like weird decisions about like putting players that were, you know, Hall of Famers for the Cardinals, not putting them in the ring of honor because maybe they finished their career elsewhere. Right. And they're just, they're little things like that that just don't make sense. And 99% of it was done before Michael took over the team. And so I, I think Michael sometimes is put in a position. I know he is where he wants to be respectful to his father and his grandfathers, but at the same, so he doesn't acknowledge a lot of this, like Jackie Smith's not in the hall or not in the Cardinal ring of honor, but he's in the hall of fame. And he's been every year but one with the Crazy. Cardinals. Like it does, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense, right? So I just there's there's things like that that just we'll never know unless we were we get to sit down with Michael Bidwell. And I think we've reached a point with a lot of this stuff where it's kind of dead and buried in the past. Like they they don't feel the need to acknowledge it. And really with Michael, like I look at Michael's legacy as 2005, getting the stadium built, and then that's his team. That's when he took over largely day-to-day operations of the team. That's what I judge him on. Old crotchety men like my father are pissed off about everything that took place 1970s, 1980s, 1960s even, you know, late 1960s. They would draft guys in like the first round of the draft, and then the, they would opt just to not to play for the card. It was that, it was that kind of thing. If you imagine being a kid, listening to the draft on the radio – and the Cardinals pick a player, and then you said, no, I'm going to go play a different sport, or I'm not going to play for you. I'm going to go play for another franchise. The, I think the Cardinals drafted, um, who was the Dallas Cowboys quarterback of the 1970s? Um, it's, it wasn't Joe Theismann. That, he played for the Redskins. Um, 1970s. Roger Staubach. The Cardinals, I, I believe, was it? did they draft Roger Staubach, or was it? No, no, no. They drafted Joe Namath, and Joe Namath refused to play for for the Cardinal franchise before playing for the Jets. Okay, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, so it's like things like that where it's just it blows your mind with this organization. Disappointing. So like this curse does not surprise me at all when you told me about it. I did not know about it because like here's the thing. I think wait, the Cardinals drafted Joe Namath and he refused to play for them. Yeah, did not did not play for them. Here I can look it up on the fly. While you're Joe looking Namath. that up, I think this is a good uh, time to remind our folks about the DraftKings Sportsbook app and the promotion that they have going on right now. If you download the app, use the code PHNX when you sign up. Bet a dollar on any team to score in a football game. If they score, you score. It is that simple. Again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app using that promo code PHNX. Uh, as always, it is 21 and over, Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. You can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Um, the more legs you add to a parlay, the more money that you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. All right, Johnny, did you? I got I got the skinnies. 
So in 1964-1965, the Cardinals selected Namath 12th overall in the NFL draft, while the Jets selected him first overall in the AFL draft. But he he wanted to have a conversation with the Cardinals. He met with Cardinal executives. I, I'm assuming this was Bill Bidwell. Uh, and Namath requests a salary of $200,000 and a new Lincoln Continental. Uh, while initially surprised at Namath's demands, the Cardinals told Namath they would agree to his terms only if he would sign for the Orange Bowl. So he still had to play the Orange Bowl uh, for Alabama, uh, which would have made Namath ineligible to play the game. So think about that. So that's the opposite of how college football works now. Guys sit out bowl games. Joe wanted to play. So the day after the Orange Bowl, uh, Namath elected to sign with the Jets. So he played the game. Then he signed with the Jets under direction of Sonny Warbill uh, for a salary of 427000 over three years. So much Whoa. more double even than what the Cardinals were offering to pay him. So he never played a down for the Cardinals, um, kind of use them as leverage, it sounds like. And the Cardinals probably said, we don't want you to get injured in the in the uh, Orange Bowl. And, um, yeah, crazy stuff. So, no, Joe Navith drafted by the Cardinals, drafted by the really the more prestigious NFL at the time than the AFL, and he's, Joe Namath still opted to, to go to the AFL with the Jets. That is wild. The curse, the curse it has well, to be part of it. Uh, to to uh, speak to your point about it just being so long ago, um, it, there was two years where it got brought up in owners meetings or they tried to bring it up in owners meetings. The last year would have been 2003, I believe. And um, basically there were two teams that voted to hear um, I think it might have been like the Pennsylvania, like the governor of Pennsylvania, maybe at the time that was trying to get them to to listen to just their their basically their their side of things and their point to, you know, the fact that they should be considered the champions in, of 1925 um, yeah. so it was just on the docket. And they had to basically teams had to vote whether or not they were going to entertain this conversation. And to my knowledge, the Steelers and the Eagles were the only two teams that wanted that voted to have this be a part of the conversation. The all, all the other teams said no. And that's crazy. It, yeah. And it really ticked off. Um, I think it was the governor uh, yeah. at the time. And basically he ended a, a letter, like a, a strongly worded letter to the league, basically saying, I hope every other team outside of the Steelers and the Eagles lose a ton of money moving forward. Like they, mm. they are, they take this whole championship very seriously. And to be honest with you, there's two sides of it. I had not, um, kind of when I first heard the story, I didn't know that the league had supposedly warned them like, Hey, don't play this game in Philadelphia. You guys have your own stadium. Um, yeah. You know, even though it wasn't an official rule, they had Joseph Carr at the time, I believe was the commissioner. He had said like, Hey, don't, don't play there. Um, so they were, going against the NFL's wishes, but it wasn't an actual certified rule at the time. 
So yeah. you can still argue that like, yeah, you, they didn't, they, they, they kind of took the NFL off, but like they didn't do anything inherently wrong to be suspended and stripped of a title. So mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that anybody would come in knowing the whole story and say, okay, well, whatever it's ours. And I mean, that's, it's, it's, I don't know if it's in their facility, but they are allowing it to be in the pro football hall of fame. If you search them, they claim these two titles. Yes. It's always been associated with their name. And like, here's the thing back then too. It's like, all you had was newspapers. Right. And so they were probably like, people will forget. And then we'll just, we'll just keep riding with this and nobody will remember the Pottsville Maroons and like the sucky part for them too. the Maroons is they never won another championship. Like that was their one championship. And then they, they, they folded like they, I think they play like one more season in Pottsville yeah. and then they moved the team to Boston and then folded after a year in Boston, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So they, so they have this one great team that they rightfully won. It'd be like today if like a t- if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were to win the Super Bowl and then they were to go play like a spring game against like college all-stars and then the NFL said, nope, you weren't supposed to do that. And they gave the Super Bowl trophy to Kansas City and Kansas City saying, yep, we take that. We won right. the Super Bowl. It would be something like that happening. So to I don't want to say typical Bidwell because I love Michael Bidwell, um, but that's what my father says, typical Bidwell. Um, So it's disappointing, especially because like touting that as your own championship, like thank goodness the Cardinals have one other championship in 1947. Could you imagine if that was their only championship? They're the longest tenured NFL franchise. They have the most losses in the history of the NFL. They've been around the longest or at least tied for the longest. And can you imagine that many years of existence, your only championship being a title that you stole or or lost and then claimed after the fact over a a, a rule um, that it was basically garbage anyway? That's just uh, we love this franchise and this organization that would be so on par for their history. I agree. Hey, if you are listening and have not subscribed to our YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts, we'd appreciate it if you would hit that subscribe button and go ahead and follow us on social media as well at PHNX underscore Cardinals to make sure you don't miss a thing that we do. All right. uh, So another interesting part of this, the thing is, is like it means so much to the city of Pottsville, which when I was doing some, I was like, Pottsville, like, where is this town? They, yes. I don't know if you've ever heard of the beer Yingling. I have, yeah. So growing up in Ohio, that was like the go to, like, instead of drinking like a basic, like, Coors Light or, mm. or Bud Light or something, like, the go to beer in Cleveland was Yingling. And I had no idea okay. that is actually, it was actually started and their headquarters are in Pottsville. So that's oh, one wow. thing that that's nuts. For. Yeah. Um, but it means so much to that, that town. Like I was, I was watching videos and interviews and things like that before we hopped on of people like former players or residents of Pottsville, et cetera. And like, yeah, the thing is, is it, it still like means something to that town. Like I was listening to an interview with a high school football coach out there saying that like, yeah, like cities, especially like small, small towns like that. Like I've worked in small towns before, like high school football is king and it's like the pride yeah. of their town. They're like, yeah. when like we teach our 
our kids about like the history of football and like what it means to the town, we always start with the Possible Maroons and they've got like signs up there. Like it's very much a part of their history and something that they take pride in. And listen, if that team was, was truly the best team that year, I feel like that Michael should Again, I don't think that he will entertain it. In fact, David Fleming, uh, a guy who wrote a book on on this whole situation and was on that ESPN Daily podcast that I originally listened to, he said that he has also tried to get like a million interviews with Michael and that the Cardinals refuse to, you know, even entertain yeah. the topic. If I was Michael, it would be something hard. It would be a hard topic for me to tackle because his dad, you know, obviously wasn't one that was going to, I mean, he would have been the owner at the time of that 2003 situation when, and listen, he wasn't the owner of the Steelers and he wasn't owner of the Eagles, which means he right. voted to uh, to not talk about that. And so yes. it would be really hard to go against something that your dad obviously felt strongly about and that your family had claimed. I mean, imagine the kind of like family feud that would go on if like the rest of his family felt like, Hey, like the NFL awarded us this championship. Like, and now you're go- you feel like you have the right just because it got handed down to you to overturn this championship. I totally would get why uh, Michael wouldn't want to entertain a-, a topic like that. But at the same time, for people who believe in curses, and there's certainly, I, I don't necessarily believe in curses. I don't really believe in curses, but I will certainly entertain them. And I love the history of yeah. how, how they began. The curse of the Bambino was, um, I, I think it, it lasted 86 years. Obviously That's the epitome of curses. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, surrounding the Boston Red Sox, this one is lasting 96 years, so almost a century, century long. And I don't know, we're in a position where the Cardinals could, you know, possibly be good enough to go and, and win the Super Bowl. And if we like if it's a matter of like winning the 20, like winning the Super Bowl this year at, in, at the expense of giving back a, an old title that nobody remembers or cares about except for the town of Pottsville because fans don't care about that. There's not a single fan that's going to listen to this and be like, oh that's ours. Like nobody thinks that. So I would say give it back and clear your name of any ill will from that side of the country and start fresh and win a new championship. You know what this reminds me of? I'm not belittling this, but like when the, when the Chicago Cubs, when, um, remember the guy who grabbed the ball from the stands, um, and cost them kind of cost them the the trip to the world series in 2003 yes. what was that yes. guy's name i don't um, remember but he like oh my like death threats forever yes so they so they eventually they got the ball that he that he messed with right um and they they like blew up the ball and then they like steamed it and made it into like pasta sauce or something something really stupid and they were on the news saying the curse is broken. We did it. And then like nothing happened. Of course, they didn't win a, a World Series for like 15 more years. I I do think it would have to be. I don't think this gets like, in my opinion, I don't think this gets um shoved aside until the Cardinals win a, a championship. I don't yeah. think Michael Bidwell yeah. wants to talk about this at all. To your point, like I think he's embarrassed and 
I, I think it's low key hilarious because it's, it's they taking credit for someone else's work. I mean, we've all done it in grade school, junior high, high school, where we don't participate <laughs> in a group project and then we get an A and then we feel like, Hey, I, I was part of that. I write my name on top of that paper. That's, that's essentially what the Cardinals have done. And then the other kid by and large gets expelled for something. And then you take all the credit. So no, it, it's, it, it is something that I would have, they would have had to take, it's like too embarrassing now to go back on. You would have had to take care of it. It needed to be taken care of. And now they're kind of, Michael's just sitting there. He's just like, if he, if somebody brings it up, he's like, what do you want me to do? My, my, my father, my grandfather claimed it. I'm sitting here and I just don't want to talk. No one bring it up. I don't want to talk about it. That's a good point. Um, all right, let's get to our final thoughts and wrap this thing up. But first, again, if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app using the promo code PHNX, bet $1 on any team to score in a football game, you're going to get $100 in free bets. It is that simple. If they score, you score. Again, using that promo code PHNX this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, final thoughts on this, Johnny. Uh, do we continue to bring this up? And try to break the curse, or have we decided that it's too late to do anything about it? So you brought this idea to me. Um, what was that? Uh, three or four days ago, and then DeAndre Hopkins tore his MCL. Uh, I'm not going to say that both of them have. A Wait, it was a strain, no strain. No, it's a, there's a slight tear in his in his uh, MCL. He's having surgery this morning. We're doing this podcast early, early Thursday morning when the news has broken on Twitter. That DeAndre Hopkins is having now he's out for six weeks. So, like, does that mean that people don't want us to talk about it, or do we need to push, push, persevere and push through? I'm gonna go with the latter. I think we need to continue bringing this up and and we'll make it a talking point, assuming that you guys are cool with it too. Okay. All right. We've settled, we've settled on that's that. my if vote. If anybody wants to come up with ideas of how if we want to come as together as a community and write a letter. To Michael Bidwell, <laughs> understanding that he's in a bad spot and we we totally get it, but that he should make things right and rid us of the curse that we could go on, get healthy and win a Super Bowl. Like I'm all for that. I'm all for gathering ideas of what we can do to break the curse. If we need to continue to bring it up, we will. So uh, send us your thoughts. We would certainly appreciate that. Johnny, thank you for entertaining this mild obsession of mine. And I'm just to hoping them. to get some free Pottsville merch from this so they <laughs> know we're going to bat for him. Just send us some free shit, Pottsville. Well, if you love what you're doing, you can sign up to become a member of our family. Become a member at gophnx.com. You're going to get access to our Discord, all of our articles, and uh content uh that is for our members only if you sign up you can also get a free t-shirt at uh phnxlocker.com and if you have not hit that subscribe button on youtube wherever you get your podcasts we'd appreciate it if you would and follow us on social media at phnx underscore cardinals we'll see you tomorrow <laughs>